Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you, depending on when you're watching this edition of Hypnosis Week Live. Yes, it's me back yet again, Alex William Smith by birth, but known better to many of you under my stage name, Jonathan Royal, the British bad boy of hypnosis of MagicalGuru.com. And once again, I've been extremely lucky to get another amazing guest to share some of their amazing wisdom and experiences with you. The lady I'm about to introduce you to is the author of over 27 books. Um, and once I mentioned her name, you'll be able to literally go to Amazon, type her name in, up they will all come. Um, also a website linked to which will be directly below this video when it goes live. On there she runs um, certification programs in various areas of mind therapy, hypnotherapy and um, more so in the niche area of coaching and using these skills. She's been involved in the industry in one form or another for over 50 years, which I know you sat there thinking that can't be possible. She doesn't look old enough. Um, but I'm assured by the information on her own website that this is the case. So please welcome to the call, uh, I'll try and say this right, Zelita, with a slight Spanish twang, Grant. Zelita Grant, welcome to the show. Good morning, Jonathan. It's eight o'clock in the morning in the wow. Rocky Mountains of Colorado. And it looks nice and bright there. How's the weather? The weather is beautiful. We're having a wonderful spring. Oh, excellent. We are here, here as well, but I think much like probably the same over there, we're on this lockdown because of all this coronavirus stuff. We're very locked down. I live in Boulder County and we're very, very locked down. We do social distancing, walking of six feet apart. People primarily stay in their houses. Mm -hmm. All restaurants and bars are closed. There is out. Yeah. Now, I'm going to come back that. to that shortly. I'm going to bring you back to that in a minute because uh, it's more relevant than ever, one area of your work. But before we get into things, there was a time when you didn't do hypnotherapy. There was a time when you didn't do coaching. You must have had, you had a journey to get into it, and then you've had a bloody big journey based on your website of over 50 years being involved in it. So what's your journey? How did you get into all this? Um, you know. So I grew up in Berkeley, California during the 1960s. And by the time I weighed six, six, by the time I was 16, I weighed 285 pounds. Okay. I came from a very abusive childhood. And so I learned to eat to cope. And when I was 16, my grandmother and I went to the University of California at Berkeley Library. We took all the books out of the library on hypnosis, and yeah. we hypnotized me to lose 155 pounds in a year. Wow. So just to clarify that, you went with your mom to the library. You got all the books on hypnosis. Were these self-hypnosis books or did your mum kind of, did you get ones with scripts and then your mum read them to you? So, so my grandmother and I okay. read these books on the science of hypnosis. We read books that went way back even into the 1800s because it's an incredible library there. And my grandmother had been a meditator for many years. And so she believed that I could use the power of my mind to take the weight off my body. And that's what I learned to do. And, and so I... And it worked. Would, 
It worked. I weigh 122 pounds today. Wow. So, I mean, that was the start of the journey. Um, you had first-hand evidence yourself of it working. Yes, and so even though I got degrees in anthropology and psychology and later on got masters in social work and family and therapy family therapy, I always believed that hypnosis was the most powerful tool to transform human lives. That changed my life. That experience of not yeah. going to college with all that extra weight on my body changed the trajectory of my life. And it gave me a passion. I have a passion for helping people use the power of their mind to transform their minds and to have great lives and great businesses. Excellent. And that's something we will talk more about as, as we go along. So you had amazing evidence in your own life, which literally started from books at the library and taking them quite literally without any so-called conventional, no particular live training. You just did it and it worked. Yes. So then obviously you went the next step. At some point you studied in a more conventional manner, I guess. So I got graduate degrees and I was a psychologist and social worker. Okay. And I, in the 1980s, I married a man with two children and I had two children and I became a stay-at-home mom. And after about five or six years, I knew that I had to get back into the world. And so I started taking hypnosis trainings. And I studied, I did a month-long intensive with a man named David Quigley in Santa Rosa and learned alchemical hypnotherapy. And then I realized that that was like a slice of hypnosis. It wasn't the whole hypnosis. And so I attended three other hypnotherapy schools in that decade so that I had more of a well-rounded, more of a eclectic approach to using the science of hypnosis to help transform you. I continued on that trajectory until the early 2000s when all of a sudden I outgrew therapy. Okay. And I outgrew therapy in the sense that in the place that I live, Hypnotherapy is considered part of psychotherapy, and I had been trained as a psychotherapist, and I realized that I no longer wanted to look at my clients as having something wrong with them. And so I started getting trained as a coach. And I got trained as a coach, and then I began to bring hypnosis into it and created hypnotic coaching which is a blend of the tools and techniques of the coach with the power and the punch of hypnosis that's designed to help you achieve your goals. And you've got various books um, available worldwide, but Amazon's an easy one for people to go and check on those subjects exactly, haven't you? Yes. Yes, I have a really good book called Hypnotic Coaching, Hypnosis for the 21st Century that's available by download. And it really tells you all of these principles of taking this wonderful tool of hypnosis and taking it out of therapy and making it part of goal achievement like a coach does. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there's one big, certainly, well, yeah, I was going to say certainly in England and Europe, but I mean, even stuff I've looked at in America, it's much to say. The kind of distinction between coaching and therapy tends to be, and I am generalising here, obviously, is that therapy, assuming it's a therapist that's been taught the techniques, believes in them and has the conviction, will generally try to help that person overcome their habit, addiction, fear or phobia, or gain the confidence they want to do public speaking, for example, or whatever, in as few sessions as possible, and in a lot of cases in one session. Whereas coaching is an ongoing relationship. Absolutely. Coaching is really designed to take tools and techniques and help the client use those tools and techniques on the ongoing process on their journey of life. Therapy tends to be focused on the problem. Coaching tends to be focused on creating solutions. Most of my clients would not identify they needed therapy. Okay, they would not say, oh, I, I, my clients are naturopathic doctors and acupuncturists and <laughs> other practitioners in hypnosis so they're not thinking doctors made the worst patients yes well i love working with other hypnosis practitioners because they already know how to use the mind and i just teach them to use it in a different way in more of a problem solving way rather than looking at something being wrong with you okay um so can you can you give us perhaps a, an example? Okay. So let's take that whole idea of self-esteem and self-confidence. Okay. Because it's really critical. You can only get in the world what you think you deserve. And so you have to have good self-esteem and confidence. So a therapist or even a hypnotist might go back in time to the core place where that person had been damaged, like their father was screaming at them that they were worthless or they had like no support in their childhood. A hypnotic coach would begin to teach what are the skills, what are the tips to build your self-esteem? What are the nine things that you need to do to really improve self-esteem? What, how can you watch your self-esteem development? I have like a whole program on this. And when that person begins to follow this program, included in that are mental rehearsals with feeling states of being able to be in that place where they're giving a talk and they're connecting with that audience and they're feeling it, and they're knowing it, and they're seeing it, and it becomes cellularly integrated into them. And it makes them more powerful. That sounds very much like what, um, I'm only saying that as a coaching example, but that does sound pretty much like therapy, certainly um, certainly in the context of, say, somebody coming to hypnotherapies to improve their golf swing or their tennis right. playing. Definitely, definitely, it fits totally and completely in the performance section of hypnotherapy. Like one of the things I don't do is I don't do regression. 
Okay, I have a I have a niche where I do past life regression, but that's kind of a special thing. But in working with my own ordinary client, I'm not going to regress you into your childhood or into your past. I'm going to stay in that performance development section. And I'm going to stretch that from outside of the golf game into having that excellent state of performance when you meet with your friends or when you interact with your partner or when you give a business presentation. So that was very perceptive because it really is that kind of, you know, sports performance, um, performance for stage niche that that hypnotherapy and hypnotism is already doing. It's are just you, expanding on it. Are you doing, because a lot of that, I mean, that technique, well, I'm just giving that as an example, mental rehearsal. Um, in my experience, it's just as effective whether you've hypnotized hypnotized somebody or not just telling them to close their eyes and imagine it can have just as wonderful effects for them so i mean do, do you find yourself what sort of percentage of the work you do in your hypno coaching is with them i'm going to say hypnotized as opposed to fully conscious i think it's a real definite blend you know when you're in rapport with the client they are in a zone state of consciousness. Yeah. And so that zone state of consciousness is a hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. So I use it in our waking work, in our conversational work. But then I do have people drop down into deeper states to get the experience more integrated on a cellular level. Okay. So cellular level, uh, I mean, for people watching, I just want to clarify. To me, I immediately think of the likes of um, I'm having a mental block. Biology of Belief is the book. Yes. Candace Pert. No. No. Not that one. Okay. Cellular Biologist. Why am I having a mental block? Dr. Bruce Lipton. Bruce Lipton, Biology you're right. Belief. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, we're moving into neuroscience now, okay? We're moving into the field of neuroscience where we, where we actually help people transform their consciousness from the inside out. Because it sounds to me, and from my observation, from having looked at your websites, books out there and whatnot, that one could argue that, that's what hypno-coaching is that you're doing, moving more towards the things that are neuroscientific. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I feel that's why my book is called Hypnotic Coaching, Hypnosis for the 21st Century, because it's hypnosis taking the next step forward. You know, we've been developing hypnosis since cave times. Mm -hmm. where those people danced around fires to get up courage to go out and attack the woolly mammoth. So we have had this wonderful transition of hypnosis or the science of mind, body, that has transgressed over years. And I see the next step is to move into hypnotic coaching. And the reason for that is, is people like 
coaches. People know that the team does not get to the Super Bowl without a coach. Mm -hmm. People know that that Olympic champion standing, getting that gold medal, needed that coach to be able to hone their talent and to allow them to really achieve excellence. And I'm a total sucker for excellence. You know, I want humanity to be the best that they can be. And so by getting in touch with that inner connection and transforming mind and consciousness and habits and behaviors, we become better people. And if we become better people, we make a better world. Yeah, true. I mean, I think there's also that uh, element of um, some people have a negative connotation when they hear the word therapy or the idea of going to see a therapist. But as you've just said, with those examples, the word coach has positive connotations to the sports team they already like or the fact even if it's a singer they like they know that that singer will have a vocal coach so it's got positive connotations yes absolutely and people already know that those people who have a coach see them more than once thus i would argue it makes it easier for you to market people have an expectation they're going to be seeing you more than once don't they Absolutely. My average client signs up for a three-month package of 12 sessions. Okay. Well, and you most sell it of them, a block kind of thing. And most of them renew. And I have one client who has followed me through my various incarnations that I've been working with for 18 years. Wow. Now, there's two – some people watching could – there's two reactions to that. I'll tell you where I am in a minute, but for devil's advocate for people at home, I'm sure there'll be some people going, what, what? Uh, somebody involved in the therapy coaching field and uh, effectively they're just making the person dependent on them. Absolutely that the not. That could be the negative view because the argument some people would argue was surely if you can equip them with the tools, once they've got the tools and you've taught them how to use them in different scenarios there and how to recognize those scenarios fit which tools then they shouldn't need you anymore unless it's some kind of crutch. Then there's the other side of that argument that is um, that some people genuinely do, even when they've got the tools there. So the football player can do the thing most of the time now. They've learned it and they've identified when to play the ball a certain way or whatever. They still go on coaching because... It just it's like kind of recharging the batteries each time, making it stronger. So they don't necessarily need it, but they still get a positive benefit from it. And then there's a mid area, which is where I, which is where I stand on this, where I think, yeah, if you're going to market yourself as a therapist, you should be releasing them as quick as possible solve the, the fear, phobia, whatever. But then maybe say to them, look, we've done that. You don't need to see me again. But I also offer coaching. Now, if there's areas in life where you ever think you wish you could sound off, get rid of all that stress, um, work through any confusions or uncertainties in your mind, where you hold off from doing that because you don't want to talk to family or friends because you might feel a bit daft about that, 
well, I'm a totally impartial person, plus I've got tools I can point you towards along the way if that's something you're of interest to. And then if they go for that, well, ethically, I think that's the mid-balance between the two. What what would you say on that? Because everyone's got different views, obviously. So your midway is a really good premise to begin with, but I think it's important to talk about the coaching relationship. Okay. The therapeutic relationship is a relationship that is not equal. The locus of power is vested in the hands of the therapist. Mm -hmm. The coaching relationship is an equal relationship. It's like your relationship with your CPA. It's like your relationship. Let's just stick with the CPA. Okay, so that CPA that I go to every year to have my taxes done, I have an equal relationship with that CPA. He did have me load up QuickBooks on my computer, Mm -hmm. so I've had some skill training, but I have no desire to do my taxes. I trust his expertise to be able to put that together. So in my role as a life coach, I am a person here that is absolutely 100% for your greater good with no agenda. Mm -hmm. I help you keep your mindset and attitude positive. I help you stay focused on goals that you have. I teach you the skills that you need or give you information on the skills that you need to be able to achieve those goals. And I help you develop the habits that allow you to successfully get from where you are to where you want to be. Life is a journey, not a event. And so in your journey of life, I am honored to be your life coach to help and guide you and support you in the achievement of you becoming the very best human being you can be. That's what I sell. Excellent, Mother. Yeah, cool. There's no right or wrong answer, really. Um, I mean, it's opinions, but I think that is a good one. So is this more... Coaching, you look at it from an outsider's point of view, and people have not looked into it. I have, but a lot of people watching might not have done. And you see terms flung around business coaching, uh, relationship coaching, life coaching. Um, what are the differences? Because to me personally, having looked at it, it's just using pretty much the same tools in a different context. Okay, so here's a hammer, okay? I can use that hammer to hammer in nails. I can use it to pull out nails. I can use different size hammers, okay? But it's still the hammer, okay? So it's still coaching. But the way that I'm going to coach you in life is different than the way I'm going to coach you in business. That's why I have those three certification programs. Those three certification programs include all of the materials that you need, all of the forms that you need, all of the handouts that you need, plus eight Skype or Zoom sessions with me 
to coach you through the process of learning how to be an effective hypnotic life coach, hypnotic business coach, or mm -hmm. hypnotic relationship coach. And in relationship coach, we have subcategories. We have relationship readiness. We have relationship commitment and skills. And we have relationship success. So I teach you how to, how to be ready for a wonderful relationship. And then I help you learn, okay, now I'm in a relationship. How do I be healthy in a relationship? And then you work on how do I commit? And how do I make my relationship really successful? You know, one of the greatest blessings in my life was I had a 30-year-long, wonderful relationship. My husband died suddenly in 2014, but I have 30 years of being loved, adored, romance, and I know other people deserve that kind of experience. Excellent. So, on the basic, so effectively, I mean, from what you just said, yeah, hammer can be used in different ways. So, the the the. There will be overlap between those three courses in terms of tools, no doubt, but how to use them, that's the focus differently in those contexts and situations. Absolutely. Excellent, because you see, the thing with coaching, because it's repeat business at the moment in particular, I mean, this will continue even when this coronavirus, COVID-19 crisis is over and done with and long forgotten in years to come. Uh, this will still be an opportunity. But right now, lots of people are on this lockdown because we're on the 25th of March 2020. People are watching this in years to come. And people are being encouraged to stay away from other people. So they can't see clients in the way they were doing. And there's a lot of hypnotherapists who, frankly, because they haven't got other strings to the ball, such as coaching, and because they haven't previously worked online, as we're talking now, uh, are going, ah, what can I do? But, I mean, you've been doing Skype sessions for years, haven't you? Yes, and I am recently getting into Zoom. I actually like yeah. Zoom better because I don't have to wear headphones. All right, okay. Yeah, so, you I mean, know, I, I don't know how to set up my Skype so I don't have to wear headphones. But Zoom, I don't have to wear headphones. And the picture is a little clearer. It is. I'll let you into a secret. The only reason these have been getting done on uh, Skype is because I haven't yet fully mastered how to use Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> take a tutorial. <laughs> Uh, but I am, I've, got, I've got time on my hands now to be able to do that. But, yeah, in terms of this whole coronavirus stuff, people could be doing sessions online. What are the main differences, if any? Personally, I, I think the only difference with doing a kind of virtual session online like this, uh, other than having, as opposed to having somebody in the room is, that a therapist if it was therapy rather than coaching especially if it's hypnosis just needs to make sure the person is definitely sat down or laid down in a manner where they can't fall off a chair that health and safety is covered yes and that you make it quite clear at the start of the session that if they hear any background noises like fire engines going past the house or 
phones ringing or whatever that it won't bother them it'll just serve as a sign and a signal to help them relax more completely point out that if they do need to open their eyes in the case of emergency or if for any reason we should lose the internet connection don't worry you'll just be able to drift off if it's safe for you to have a rest have a rest and then wake up or to be able to calmly wake up and reconnect the computer or whatever so you cover the potential issues in advance and then in the middle the only difference is i can't physically touch you arm so up and drop it down for a deepener um but other than that there is no difference really is there no no and in colorado you can't legally touch someone oh well not under the title hypnotherapy you can yeah. if you're a Tibetan mind control expert or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you're absolutely right. You know, you cover all the bases. You make sure the client has a place where they can settle in and doing virtual sessions are totally, completely effective. I, I believe it because there is no difference other than perhaps their state of mind. But if you as the expert who offers these sessions is saying, look, I've had great success with all these clients. And here's the proof, testimonial, social proof. Yep. And you're transmitting that confidence to them that it works just as well as them being sat physically in the room with you. There's no reason why it should be any different, is there? Absolutely not. And this is a wonderful opportunity since all of these people have extra time to mm -hmm. learn Zoom, to learn Skype. You know, I do. I've done appointments on WhatsApp, on FaceTime, oh. on Skype and on Zoom. You know, I have a client that I work with every couple of weeks in Perth, Australia. Mm -hmm. You know, we're now connecting in London and Colorado. So use the Internet. Use the Internet to build your business because the world needs hypnosis practitioners. Once upon a time, I was meditating about hypnosis and I got this message that hypnosis practitioners are the midwives of consciousness. Oh, I like that phrase. Okay, we're not doctors, but we're midwives of consciousness. And if you think how a midwife works, then we are here to help humanity lift its consciousness. Mm. Which is quite a... All the questions that are being raised and running through people's heads because of the fear mongering by the media, the way they've been putting this across. And the irony of it is that fear, stress, anxiety, shock, all those negative emotions that are being triggered by the media reports on the coronavirus are actually flicking people into the fight, flight, freeze response. Absolutely. And that weakens your immune system. Absolutely. So calm is a superpower. And as each of us encounters each other, when we can broadcast calm, when we can, through language, through body language, we can allow situations to become calm. We can help people to learn how to be calm. You know, I've started a weekly FaceTime live. 
at 7 p.m. Colorado time, and it's called The Mindset for Success. And the first one Just a minute, was, 7 p.m. Colorado time, so that's PST time, is it? Uh, we are in mountain time. Mounting time. So there's five. Oh yeah, four. Um, as we record this live, it's two thirty-four p.m. in England. What time is it there? Eight thirty-four a.m. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two. Six hours. I, I use think. the world clock. Yeah, use the world clock. I was going to try and be out for there and tell you what time it is for you peeps in England and Europe. Use the world clock. But the point is, you'll find the later on. Uh, Facebook. So sorry, go on, tell us about it. Okay, so the first session was called Maintaining Peace of Mind in Troubled Times. Excellent. And so, so I have like about 10 minutes of talking, and then I have like about another five or six minutes of process. And I taught three processes. One is presence, okay, the ability to take a breath and to pause inside of yourself. To take your attention off of the external world and just breathe. I taught power, and the power is basically the idea that you can put roots into the earth and you can create an image of a sink of dirty water and pull the plug, and as you watch the dirty water go down the sink, you can drain the stress and anxiety out of your body, and you can make it into a dark old gray, and let that sludge drain out of you. And just like we can turn on water and clean the sink, we can turn on sunshine. And you can imagine there's golden sunshine washing down into you, washing away all gray. And that golden light streams into the cells and the spaces between the cells, and it begins to fill you. And as the light flows into you, it lights up light inside of you. And then the third was sleep. You have to learn how to get good sleep. And so I want you to imagine that you're in your bedroom getting ready to go to sleep mm -hmm. and you make sure the room is in order because everything has vibes. If you sleep in chaos, it will make you feel more chaotic. And then you do a few movements to just tighten the body, relax the body, tighten, relax. And then you imagine that you can wash a shower down the body, relaxing the body, and you create this box in the room of your mind. And you can begin to put unfinished business in the box. You can begin to put worries and fears in the box. And then when you get the box all filled, you put the box on the shelf and you begin to breathe yourself into sleep. Thinking about ocean waves. So my next, my next program, which is this coming Monday, is called How to Be Kind Through Distance. 
appropriate yet again, given our present circumstance, definitely. And that's it. I know I, I know I keep mentioning the coronavirus, and I do purely because, personally, my view is that, yes, it is it's real. There's no denying that. And there's, well, there's some people out there would deny that, but not as. Um, it's real. But it's nowhere, my study of the figures, it's, it's nowhere near as deadly as the media are making it out. Now, I think that there is sensationalism going on. Yeah. But I think that this is part of the wake-up call for humanity. I look at our world. We have war. We have famine. We have disaster. And now we have plague. Okay. Mm. Human beings are, need to make changes. We need to think about what kind of species do we want to be, a species that devours its own home for material objects is not on the right path. So we need to think about what kind of world do we want to see. You know, pollution is going down. You know, we were at the pressure cooker. We were at a pressure cooker level where we were starting to tip all of these chemical factors because of the pollution we were throwing into the world. Okay? Stopping us is giving the world a chance to do some renewal. And hopefully, it gives us a chance to think. Hmm. And to really think about who we want to be as people. You know, I'm very optimistic. I believe in humanity. And I know that alone we cannot do this. But there is light within us that can. That light within us that connects to the source or connects to the infinite intelligence of the universe. I'm kind of a new thought person. But that infinite intelligence of the universe, we can connect to it and we can find a better way to live. And I think that's the message of the coronavirus. And I think if we do not get this message this time, we will have a series of plagues that will bring us to the point where we learn the lesson. I totally agree it's over-centralized. And fear is the negative side. But as you say, there's a positive side. I wasn't going to come to that, but thank you for doing There is a positive, well, there can be a positive out of anything if you're prepared to look for it and go for the positive, yeah. You know, people moaning, oh, I'm at home, or, you know, I suddenly can't get clients. Well, if you focus on that totally, then you're not going to do anything to change that. But if you listen to the advice that Salita's been giving you, then you could be, there is no reason why you couldn't be treating clients over the internet. Yes, you'd have to change the way you advertise to get those clients maybe, but it's fully doable and possible. And the only thing stopping you is you yourself. And then when this coronavirus stuff is over and you are allowed to go out and go back to seeing your clients in the way you were, it won't have been wasted because you've always had that skill there for the future but also, you could carry it on at the same time if you wanted. So you had multiple streams of time. Um, but people do hold themselves back. And it's that holding themselves back or doubting themselves, I think, where somebody like yourself in the capacity of 
coaching can help them get past those blocks. Absolutely. And you want to know something incredible, Jonathan? I yeah. spend no money on advertising. I have a great website. I have a strong Facebook and social media presence, and I do do some networking. But my clients get my clients because there's a little bit of shame and embarrassment if you're going to a regular hypnotist or hypnotherapist. Yeah. But if you have a coach, it's a designer bag. You know, yeah. and people say to each other, I have this great coach. And you know what? She knows hypnosis. Different that, context. Yeah. And that's how I get most of my clients. Excellent. Plus, you are very active on social media, which obviously is with, with your broadcast and stuff. Um, it, it keeps you out there and gets you going. Excellent. Look, our time is fast running out, but I want to ask you the question that I ask everybody at the end. I'll just recap for people watching. If you go to the link directly below this video, uh, that is Zalita's website zalitagrant.net but it's there dead easy you can just click on it you don't need to type it in or anything oh we've lost your sound lost your sound salita can't hear you i think skype may have had a funny i'm going to Stop recording and then ring back. So I'll ring you back one second. There, but for some reason, I lost sound from you. Still not got sound. I cannot hear you. Well, can you hear now? We've got sound again. Excellent. Okay. We're getting close to the end, but what I'll do is I'll put this video on to the end of the other. I'll edit them together. It'll be okay. Um, yeah, I can hear you now. So um, where were we to recall? Yes, people at home, if you go to the website address below the video, there you will find how to contact uh, Zalita in terms of coaching for yourself. Um, also, there are details of her home study courses and there are other products audio programs a whole bunch of stuff worth taking a look at if you go on amazon type a name in you will see all the books uh, if you prefer a physical book in your hand uh, you can go and order them there delivered to your door fortunately post offices are still delivering postal services are still delivering during this lockdown so to occupy your time go and get some of the books ordered to give yourself something to occupy your time and learn from and yeah the final question i was going to ask you uh to bring this to an end is the question i ask everybody is if you had to give a message to the listeners the viewers about how they could be more successful with what they do whether that's in therapy or coaching what would your message be to them there is magic in your mind change your mind change your life create by design not by default 
Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Zalita. I'm so sorry we had that little itch at the end, but I shall tag this on to the end and I will get this up live before the end of the day and then I will tag you in it and it will be out there on hypnosisweek.com along with all the other interviews we've done so far and the others that will come in the future. Please keep checking back. Thank you so much for your time. Look after yourself. And Stay safe. To you too. Bye-bye. To to again soon. Bye-bye. Take care.